0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. And as always, I am super honored to have with me Rebecca Fuselay. Rebecca, how are you?
1: Doing great. Doing great.
0: So it's funny because, like, when we get to this part of the season, I actually get conflicted on who to have on. And I've come to this realization that if I have questions in my head that I want to ask a certain person, That's who I'm having on.
1: You just go ask. There's no rules, Scott. There's no rules. You just do whatever you want.
0: So I'm like, if I have questions, then I am sure others have questions as well.
1: Yes, And it's your job to go ask them.
0: (laughs) And here I am. Yes. Here I am asking Rebecca the questions I've been wanting to ask. I'm ready. So here we go. So saw you in Pasadena. That weekend did not go as we had all planned. Right. Right. So I want to walk through that weekend with you. And then I, I have questions because I think in your performance in Pasadena, my respect for you grew. Well, and I know good.
1: that that's a good start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know the people on the outside may not understand that but like your demeanor how you handled the weekend the the way you answered questions from us the like everything was just impeccable
1: well well thank you that that means a lot and it's funny because i mean you're opening the podcast with like questions on questions and i've been on many podcasts where Uh, before we even go live or before we even start recording, people are like, is there anything like you don't want me to ask you? I'm like, no, I'm just, I just kind of say whatever's on my mind. I'm pretty much an open book and everything. And you guys got, got my true feelings from, from Pasadena. I mean, obviously the end result we wanted was to be training for the CrossFit games right now. Reality is that didn't happen. So, but The thing is, I and like you said, if you kind of like been around for a couple of years, I don't expect anyone new to look at what I did out on the floor and be like, dang, that was amazing, an amazing performance and everything. But but for where I'm at and what I'm trying to get to, like I was very happy with how the events went.
0: So so Jamie interviewed you after event five. Now, granted, Event 5 was awesome. Or I'm 6. You had one to go after Event 6. Event 6 was awesome for you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And everybody knew that was going to be awesome for you. Mm -hmm. But the question she had, and to give you a little bit of background, she's a master's athlete, and she just popped into the chat. So she heard me talking about her. Ah, So, um, Say
1: nice things, Scott.
0: (laughs) And so Jamie is an athlete who has an amazing engine who is a great gymnast and struggles with strength. So if anybody feels what you are feeling, she does. All and right. I felt like that, that conversation you guys had was stellar because of it, because she so that, knew awesome. she'd been there. She'd done that. And the way you handled that knowing, cause at that point you knew, you mm-hmm. knew that it wasn't going to end the way that you wanted it to. hmm and, but yet you you handled it with such grace,
1: well, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, you we're always trying to make the best out of every situation. And I at that point, it was more the competition reps that meant everything that meant the most is getting out on the floor, learning how to compete well for when things do line up a little bit better and we're on on the exact path that we want to be on that we're just dominating and then yeah we kind of her questions were more about the programming and everything and there was a lot of a lot it was such a roller coaster ride leading up to semifinals as those events were being announced because uh, you had talked to me right before semifinals before the events were announced and i think you could you could see how I I had so much confidence in I could straight up beat old Rebecca from a year ago, 2022 Rebecca up easily. Like the strength my strength has gone up by a mile and everything's just my body was feeling good. It was just I was in a really, really good spot. And then it was just the events were announced and I mean it wasn't it wasn't exactly what I wanted to see, but the, the real idea of it is and what we want is to always be able to look at an event and be like, Hey, I might not like them as much as I want, but I mean, we can still go handle these events. So that's what we want in the end. And yeah, that's kind of what we chatted about on that interview.
0: So in, in the first event, which was a cluster, like I, if I have any critique about this year's programming, it is event one was terrible Mm -hmm. it got to the point after being in orlando jamie and i were walking the floor prior to pasadena and she could tell me what lanes were going to have trouble with the sled pool and if and she was right like it like she told me these lanes before any event even started and then during the event that's exactly what happened if a person can do that then there's a flaw in the programming
1: right right and the, and the right. biggest thing we hopefully we can take from that is don't do that in the future. <laughs> Let's right. not do that again.
0: <laughs> so you start that one, the weekend with that one, and it is a horrific finish for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you mentally then forget about it and move on for two through seven?
1: I went back to the hotel room and cried for a bit and then got up and went back to, for event two, <laughs> that's how it really, how it really went down is I knew that was going to be a a rough event. And the fact that it went the way that it did, it's just heartbreaking at that moment because this whole time leading up to that event, like you, anytime you have an event that you know, like you have to be real with yourself. I know this is not going to be my strongest event, but I'm ready to like show how much stronger I've gotten these areas. I was so excited to take the floor in that event And I was putting everything that I had into it to the fact that my hands were ripping. And I was like, this is not how I want to start the weekend. It's just ripping up my hands and putting my digging myself in a hole. So coming off the floor, I was super flustered. Luckily, we had time to go back to the hotel room, get out those emotions and just be there was there was still a lot of climbing to do. And get ready for event too. And the best thing you can say to yourself when you have that terrible of a finish is there's only up from here. There's only up from here. So you got to keep, keep fighting.
0: And there was a big up from there. So that evening yeah. you come back and you smash it with a fourth place finish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that what is, we want.
0: And that is taking your strong suit, which is high level gymnastics and making it heavy. And yeah. So, so they take your wheelhouse and they try to fool you,
1: but yeah, you had much. it,
0: but you had, you had an answer for it.
1: You know, if there was, and there was still some, some areas on that event that I, I, I wanted to, I wish I could go back and clean up, or at least I can just learn from. It wasn't my cleanest run through that event. And to know that we were still towards the top of the pack is just, it's encouraging. It's I know I have a lot more to show even in, in some of my stronger areas. So.
0: So then Jamie says that confidence about her is what I enjoyed the most, not ideal, but she will always give her all.
1: Thank you. That's, that's all you can do. That's all you can do.
0: And uh Wad zombie said, so excited for this one. Rebecca is a beast.
1: Wad zombie. I owe you a message.
0: So. <clears throat> So then we go to three and and I think this is, this is kind of, gosh, I want to, the antithesis of three who you Linda. are.
1: Yeah, it's Linda,
0: Linda, right? Yeah. And you know, you know that that's not your wheelhouse, but you know, you've been working at it. And you even say it in the interview with Jamie, like your performance in that made you proud. For sure. Now, the leaderboard finish does not matter at that point. You mm-hmm. just you were you were happy with yourself.
1: I was so ha- happy I, I was ninety eight percent satisfied with that event. A hundred percent would have been finishing that that event. I said if there was one thing I wanted to go do besides the big picture of qualifying for the games out at semifinals was finish Linda and we were two reps shy of it. I missed the the one bench press and the one squat clean and then the run across the finish line, but it was much better than than how testing went in the, in our gym over here.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And those, those dumbbell bench presses gave a lot of people fits and you made it through all but one.
1: Yeah. No, no, no reps too. I had, when I practiced the event, it was more or less the whole getting them up over your face, scary part of, of getting the, moving those dumbbells, but I had no, no reps. And it was so funny. I had talked about this to someone, or maybe it was in a video during that event, it was so funny because for some reason it always happens this way. You're in you're in your lanes, and you're and especially on on an event like that. You saw it play out through all the weekends of you have to run your race on Linda. It's so easy to blow up. And in the lanes next to me, I remember I I believe it was Zoe Warren, and I hadn't I had seen her name before, but I hadn't met her, and I had chatted with her just a, just a little bit before the event, and she said she was excited and everything. But she smashed that event and went out so hot. And I'm just like, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Do not watch any of this. Just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I was really proud of that just because you you feel like it's almost laughable how you're so dead set on running your race. And then it just so happens that the person next to you, this is their event, and they're going to go smash it and sprint through it. And I'm just like, don't look. Don't look. I'm just going to stay in my lane. So I was really happy with that.
0: Yeah. I think what, what's crazy with that event and it happened in Orlando a lot more. I think people learned from watching mm-hmm. a lot of people went out super hot and then they hit a point where they just, they couldn't get the bench press or and uh, everything just stopped and the wheels came off. That mm-hmm. didn't happen as much in Pasadena. I think people learned from watching that week.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was a really fun and, and Matt and I had a good plan going into it of just, Hey, your endurance will help you kind of ride this event to the end. And when we get to those control, the bigger numbers, when we get to those smaller numbers, we'll start transitioning a little bit faster. And, and we did it. Yeah, we did a good job much better than what we did during, during training here.
0: So then you go to event four um, and five uh, both snatch, both run, you hit a one seventy five snatch. Mm -hmm. was that above or below what your expectation was?
1: That was right. I said I'd be happy with 175 or above. And I was super happy with that just because the, uh, in, in, when we were warming up in the back, I was super shaky. That was, so from a mental standpoint, when we're looking at the competition as a whole is at that point I was, fighting for every single point. I still believed I, there was a, there was a chance. And if I had to just have to run my heart out on, on the runner and everything and, and hit what I needed to, but I remember feeling, and this is full, full blown honesty is I was like, I'm not excited to do these events just because they're back to back weaknesses, not necessarily weaknesses, but not strengths. And I just remember telling Matt that I, I don't, I'm, I need to get, like hyped because I don't feel as excited as I normally am to step out on the floor. Just being that, I mean, we're just running on the runner there. I mean, lifting a heavy bar in front of everyone is always super fun. And I, I did have a lot of fun during that one, but the running, not so much. It was just, you knew it was going to hurt really bad and it was just going to come down to, um, sprinting your heart out at the end right there. But our, that being said, my warmup was super shaky in the back, like missing 155 over and over. So I knew once we got out to the floor that adrenaline would kick in all those practice reps you do in the, in the gym will kick in and just, you just got to trust it, go out, rip the bar and be aggressive. So I was so, so happy with that 175. And actually in, in one of the video angles, you can see Matt in the back and you could see how excited he was. So that may, that 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 moment will stick with me.
0: It's amazing how often I've heard that story. That yeah. the warm ups went bad for that event for a lot of people, and they just had to trust their instincts on the floor, and not and not change how they do things. Right. That's, so then,
1: that, that's that's okay. the important part of competition.
0: So then, you you go home Saturday night. And there's two events left and you probably know at that point that it would, it would take a miracle. And yeah. so then you come in Sunday and you smash events six. Having that extra event has really messed with my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so event six, and that is everybody, if anybody knows Rebecca, they know that she's going to smash event six all the high level gymnastics you were going to crush. So what kind of, did you come in confident that day? Did, what was the mental aspect of that? That's what I really want to know.
1: Um, so in all honesty and where we were at, and I remember Matt saying this, and this was really hard for us to take in is we weren't in a contending spot long. That was, that was it. So the, when I went into that event, I said, hey, let's just rip it and try to see how, if we can even possibly set an event record or even get close to it. I remember, I remember I was going out super hot in that event because I was like nothing to lose at this point. So I went out hot. I was just ready to have some fun because day three was CrossFit. I felt like day three was classic CrossFit. We had still some weightlifting to go. The gymnastics finally came out and we had some machines worked in there. And I was just ready to have some fun on, on both of those events that day. And the whole weekend, the whole weekend, we were just saying the whole time, we can't wait for day three, day three is going to be so fun. And it it really was going into that event. I just wanted to show that, that this, this is why, I made it to the games last year. You can throw a CrossFit workout at me. I'll, I'll pour my heart into it. I'll finish on my back. And and that one, we had the fun race with, with Trista and she actually beat me by way, like less than a second on that, that our little dive to the finish line, but it was super fun. Um, but yeah, was to go out, have some fun and just murder that event.
0: And then you go into the last event. And I think this is, this was the most telling for me on who you are. And that is, it's the last event, you know, this is right after you talk to Jamie, you know that the weekend's not going to end the way you had hoped. And you still gave everything you had on that last event. And that, that is a huge statement as to who Rebecca is.
1: Always. I mean, the, the fun thing about that event is the 150 sandbag was in there. And I, you, so, I get so many questions uh, just from the big capital moment and everything about the HUSFL, the 150 sandbag and everything. I go, watch how easy I can pick up this 150 sandbag this year. I'm going to show you guys. And I didn't put my belt on for that event because I didn't want to mess with it or anything. I said, I'm just going to rip the sandbag off the ground and run with it. And Matt says, when you turn around after dropping that sandbag, you sprint back to that bike. And I said, that's what I'll do. I'll sprint back to that bike and leave it all out there. That's how, you, that's how we want to finish.
0: Yeah. And you finished strong. And I think that's when I let off this podcast with, I think my respect for you grew. It was in that moment where you didn't give up. There's no quit in Rebecca ever.
1: It's just another chapter in the books. Well, thank you. That means a lot.
0: (laughs) I was listening to something uh, with Conan O'Brien where he was just starting the late night show uh, the first time and got a terrible critic critique, just like ripped up. And his dad told him, if you survive this, it's just going to make the story sweeter. Yeah. And I, and I just, and then when I saw that last night, I was like, that's Rebecca. Cause her book is going to be better because of all this stuff that she's going through.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I totally believe that too. I, and I talked about it for a few weeks after whether it was on IG and then some other platforms we've been, we've been kind of chatting over. It's just, yeah, it, it was rough after If it. And if I didn't, if I wasn't down in the, in the dumps after, after that and didn't care and didn't have those emotions, I, I, I'd be worried. Like I, I really did. I was, it was hard to recover after that. I wanted to get back in the gym and just start beating myself up again. So we'd be strong for next year. But reality is we have to, we have to take that time to heal the body and heal, heal your mind and, and be ready to train again. Um, But yeah, it's, it's all just another chapter in the books and it I'm not any less excited to go after next year. If anything, I'm more excited to go after next year.
0: So on that note, I was listening to your, I think it was episode five of your podcast. You took a question and the person asks, will you make it back to the CrossFit games ever? Which is a weird question. They
1: they worded that. (laughs) Ever. Right.
0: And, and your response was, I think so. I think so. And I've never heard you say, I think it took me, it, it made me step back. But then again, I'm thinking she's in a, she's in a different atmosphere doing her own podcast than she is like as a guest or, um, training or something like that. So I, I have to ask, Mm -hmm. do you think, or do you know?
1: Oh, I know. I think I was just more or less being silly towards that question because they were like, will you ever get back to the CrossFit games? I go, I think so. in in kind of more of a, a sarcastic way, but if you want to really dig into that question mentally and what I, what I really do believe I'm capable of. Yes. Yes. I believe I am one of the fittest in the world and we'll make it back to the CrossFit games. That being said, I can't just say that and be like, Oh, it's a given every year, regardless of who you are every year, you have to be ready for the programming example this year. And you don't know what that's going to be like. You have to be ready for whatever hiccups happen during competition, whether or not your body's going to hold up. So My biggest thing is keep believing that I am one of the fittest up here. And I truly believe that. And just making sure I do all the hard work that comes from not only training, but recovering and making sure we plan out the year right. So everything falls back in line to where it should be for us to get back to the CrossFit games.
0: I love hearing that because in all my times talking to you, there's never been a doubt in your mind that I have picked up. That you're gonna be the hardest working, the grittiest, and that you have the talent to be on that big stage with everybody else.
1: I, I I believe it. And I went into this year very, very confident. And I'm not, I am very, very proud of how I stepped in the semifinals, regardless of how it ended up. I was very proud of of how we we walked through the door, competed on the floor, and then how we wrapped it up. It was I have nothing to, I, have, I mean, there's lots of things that I want to get better at, but I know that'll come with years.
0: So at this point, there's a couple of good questions from the audience, so I'm going to go ahead and pull those in, and then we'll get into some more fun stuff. So Sarah Cooper asks, is Big Becca still the plan for the next 12 months?
1: Yeah, and Bigger Becca is coming next year. Yeah. So I, it's been fun, guys. Seriously, I'm, I'm working super, super hard on my nutrition, just as much as my, my strength. And Matt and I joke all the time. We're actually going to talk about it on our podcast of how he pulled up competitive eating the other day. And I go, uh-uh, no, 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 none of this competitive eating. I don't know if anyone has ever watched that. I think it was because it was the fourth. It was like the hot dog eating contest that they always hold on the fourth. And he was like, I need you to get inspired because that's how much we're going to start eating. (laughs) And alongside that, still doing all my strength work. And I have really loved doing all my strength work and seeing those numbers slowly climb one up. So Big Becca is is still here.
0: Is that the hardest thing for you, getting enough food in you to fuel you?
1: Yes. Just with how much I do. I never, you Scott, you know this. I never stop moving. And- it's not only the fact of training, it's coaching. It's the, I'm always up on my feet moving around. So eating enough is a challenge.
0: So I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I have a nutrition coach. I have a show that focuses on my weight loss journey.
1: Yeah. You crushing it. My my
0: biggest, up? my biggest problem is getting in enough food.
1: Mm-hmm. When you clean it all up, it's hard.
0: It is so hard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am, I am really, I had some allergic reactions last week. So I have food allergies too, on top of everything. Mm -hmm. And then the recovery from that has been so tough and getting back up to the level of food I was eating has been, it's like, I'm have to ramp up all over again.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know what food allergies you have, but nut allergy over here and just some other, uh, mainly just nuts. So I can get pretty leery when it comes to certain foods. And not want to dive into certain foods. I'm just not the biggest foodie either.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like good food. Like, it's hard to describe. But anyway,
1: I, like I had I
0: ate a bagel, and everything bagel, last Thursday morning. And my lips swelled up like Angelina Jolie.
1: Oh, geez. So, is, is it's like the seasoning on it, you think?
0: It had to be. It was the first time we got that brand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I don't know. I don't... I don't know, but I did it's, my my interview with Cooper Marsh with fat lips and a lisp.
1: I'm, <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible, but I'm sure you you looked great with your yeah. lips. I, I had the
0: the pouty look going well.
1: Mm-hmm. It is, but all kidding aside, I've dealt with that too. Of just my body not agreeing, and some allergies. And not too long ago, I had a, a bad allergic reaction, and already not already struggling with trying to get enough food in just building up your confidence again with food and your appetite again like that reset is hard and you don't want to lose everything that you kind of that you already work for
0: uh zombie says i thought it was sexy scott
1: yeah i I mean i you probably had something going right there i don't i don't think that everything bagels are are what you (laughs) should should keep doing but maybe you had a look going there
0: Yeah, and then so Wad Zombie actually has another question. And because you were a teen a a very good teen athlete, um, he says it'd be he'd be interested to know Rebecca's thoughts on the younger athletes bowing out. And I think bowing out is probably the wrong way to phrase that. I would say needing to take a break.
1: Um so I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people within my community around here because they know I've been this in this thing for a long time. The difference is I compete I actually I competed with Haley on her last teenage year, I believe, and then she competed she's a year behind me. So I did actually compete with her. I never competed with Mal, but I had a lot of questions from everyone of just like what was it like climbing back up? Did you ever feel like you got into that pit that maybe people are, or these younger athletes are starting to fall in and everything? I said, I went through a few years of just CrossFit as I've always been a competitor through my life. And I always saw myself at that as that, and I just saw myself like trying to climb back into that, that at the time regional spot, whereas those ladies were so incredibly talented that were they were jumping right back to the individual. So I had a few years where CrossFit turned into, I always had the competitor mindset, but I was more just training in my community for so many years. And I think the fact that we are, I'm very involved in the community with all my training, like doing class workouts and uh, coaching the athletes around here that really, in a sense, I don't want to use the word distracted, but helped me balance the life of full-time competitor with some other things sprinkled in there so I'm not just just beating my head against the, the training wall. And I've told a lot of people that of, if you just, if you took away everything else that I was doing, right now as far as coaching and all my content creating and just sat me down and said your job is to train wake up train eat sleep wake up train eat sleep I'd go insane I I, you have to have a balance of something else especially when the sport that you're in is literally going wreck yourself every hour of the day of just getting into these dark places so it seems like and it, it's it sucks for those athletes that this year the scale wasn't balanced and they just tipped over on one side. And I, I totally believe and I totally hope that scale just balances out for them again cuz no no one wants to feel like that.
0: Yeah. I I've said I said when all this happened, I've never been a high-end CrossFit athlete, but I was a high-end swimmer in high school where I would go to school at five 30 in the morning and swim for two hours. And then I would go to school all day and I would be back in the pool after school for another two hours and then do some deck work like lifting or whatever. Right. And then I worked a job as a lifeguard after that, I would do that for an hour and then I go home and I was so tired. I did nothing else. It wasn't even Mm -hmm. like, like people restricted me from going to do other things. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I had in me. Mm-hmm. And my junior year of high school, I almost quit, gave it all up because it was so consuming. Mm-hmm. And it was nowhere at the level that like, cause I at least had the school day to like hang out with my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had friends in swimming too. Cause it was a team sport, but, but it was, it was so consuming that I, I had no Friday nights. I had no Saturdays cause we had meets on Saturdays. And Sunday was just try to catch up on all the sleep and everything I lost from the week. Mm -hmm. And so I get it from that perspective. It doesn't just have to be because this is CrossFit and a teen athlete. It's happened in golf. It's happened in tennis. It's happened in swimming. Like whenever things get out of whack, is when all of this stuff happens.
1: Yeah. So balance is the answer. And we're always, I talk about this a lot as we're always trying to find balance. We're always teeter tottering over this line of, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? And when that scale, just when you get so far on the other side of just wearing yourself out, you just kind of fall off the deep end there. I have two things. Cause a similar, just from an age, um, from where, how you train through gymnastics is you're so young. So at the, at the end of my gymnastics career, I could, uh, maybe today I could definitely say I got burnt out, but I was 13 years old. I didn't really know what, what that meant. I just know that it was time for me to move on from that sport, mainly because one, I was so unhappy doing it. And what followed that, and I'm hoping these ladies didn't reach that point, is my body just started crashing and burning. Just going in the gym every single day as a 13 year old, like my knees hurting, my back's hurting, everything that you shouldn't be saying as a 13 year old just like started tumbling downhill. So it was time to end, end that chapter, and I guess that you could call that phase uh, a burnout phase. I could say that now because I I guess I know what that means a little bit more. And my biggest thing, I'm so fearful of that with CrossFit because I love it so, so much that I never want it to turn into something that I resent or I'm unhappy about. So it it comes down to balance. And I I 100% owe everything that I have to the community here, the CrossFit community in general, but even my bolt community here. They keep me balanced. They keep me um, where I need to be.
0: And it's funny that mm-hmm. Sarah said at the same time you were saying it, but you still work in coach too. correct. All they do is work out. I can see the whole, so focus could get to be too much.
1: Yeah. And then you start putting all your, I have so many, man, I could sit here and rant about this all day because you, you train, like I said, this year, I I really opened my eyes this year because my goals were not reached this year is you train all year. We're in the gym every single day, every single day doing all of these hard workouts. And it comes down to those seven events at semifinals. You put so much pressure on yourself, especially since your one thing you do is work out and compete. It's hard. So It's finding balance with everything that you do and still being around cool people, not just being alone in a gym all day and beating yourself up.
0: Yeah. I think I heard someone say, if you're getting close to burnout, you should go do class workouts. Mm -hmm. I I can't remember who said that because I watch a ton of stuff during the day. I wish I could attribute it to the right person, but for some reason I can't remember. Mm -hmm. So I want to dive into um your podcast. First I got to know why you got to compete with me.
1: <laughs> so you do way cooler things than we do. We just talk about dinosaurs and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what I love and I think like it took me a while to figure this out as a podcaster, it's just about you being authentic, right? The people that tune into your podcast just want to know just want to know you. Um and I think you've caught the on to that way faster than Matt.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm still trying to break Matt down. You y'all see it, right? Y'all see it. He's fighting it back. He's like, it's hard just because I've, and if you go back and look at my old videos from so long ago, Oh, they're so cringe because they, they kind of, it's the start and getting comfortable talking to the camera and, and seeing yourself on camera and everything. We're, we're getting there though. We're Definitely getting there.
0: So my first geeky question is, you say that if you made it to episode five, you're going to invest in gear.
1: Yes. That's what I need to start what, researching. What, what's,
0: the, what's the dream? I
1: might, I might have to hit or, you up, Scott, for that.
0: Well, I will tell you my advice. I wasted a lot of money on gear that I never used.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have, I'm kind of like that with my videos. I have a camera sitting right here. That's, that's pretty nice. It's not super expensive or anything, but I wanted to get multiple angles for some of my reels and videos that I do. And I, I don't use it as much as I should, but I do want to get us some better mics.
0: Yeah. The mic thing is important. Mm -hmm. What, what I learned early on is it's better that they hear you than see you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the minute they can't hear you, they're going to shut it off. Mhm. You're right. So. So That's also not uh,
1: good for me because I rely on my weird faces that I make in videos.
0: Yeah, but those are good. It's good to have those. It's good to have those as bonus and and accoutrement to the whole thing.
1: What is that word?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Accoutrement. <laughs> it's like an accessory. Okay. I think it's French. I don't know. I, I just know try that. to I, I try to sound French fancy blood. with my with my fat lips. <laughs> um, <laughs> so mics are the big thing. And if you have any questions, I can, t- I can shoot you some, some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: Definitely. We're, we we're kind of just, I said, we had talked about doing a podcast for a long time. And it's just, it just comes down to t- with the time to do it because we shoot, we video for, we we're literally sitting there talking for, there for an hour and maybe a little bit over an hour. And then the editing that, that comes right after it um and I'll upload it later. So since we had the extra time, we said let it rip and we had a few or just our couple bluetooth mics that we use for things around the gym and I said, "Hey, we'll start there."
0: So two things. One, you keep saying let it rip. You didn't watch the bear, did you? The Bear. It's okay. a show on Hulu.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Oh, it's like the key catchphrase in the whole series. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. But we can move on from that. Um
1: I saw and a preview then, for Cocaine Bear. kind of wanted to see that.
0: <laughs> very, very different concept, but sure. Okay. We'll go with that.
1: <laughs> um, the bear said, let it rip <laughs> on Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I didn't watch that. Yeah, I, did. I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Different. So um, the other thing is you, you edit your show, which we did for like the first 200 episodes. Yeah. Then we decided, let's go live.
1: Yeah. And then we don't don't edit. I do want to get to that point. And you guys are ballers for doing that. I think it comes down to, um, I I would be comfortable. And there's actually some brainstorming I've done on what I want to do. I do want to do some live videos on my YouTube channel. I just haven't narrowed it down to what exactly I want it to be. I have a thousand video ideas that I want to do. It's just organizing it. And if I go live, I just have to make sure I have that time blocked off for that. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it
0: saves me so much bandwidth and I Mm -hmm. know how busy you are, how much that would save you.
1: Mm -hmm. It is, it is crazy taking on that editing for that.
0: So I've watched a couple episodes. I have not watched all five yet, Mm -hmm. but I've watched a couple episodes. The thing that cracks me up is you'll go, we're going to go rapid fire question. And not one question (laughs) answer is rapid fire.
1: I need to stop saying (laughs) that. (laughs) I also said I was going to do a better job of organizing the podcast to quicker questions to longer questions. And no, screw it. Just do whatever I want.
0: (laughs) But you did bring up one thing in your latest episode that I want to talk about. And that is the cuts. And it has been, a topic on this show a couple times already. Um Thursday night, we talked about it. Carolyn Prevo jumped on to give her rant, and she's in the chat now, so that's why I'm saying that. And uh, the nobody seems to think that the cuts are a good idea. yet here we are with them.
1: Well, Carolyn had the number one comment in my books on, I think, barbell spins posts or something where she said, You wouldn't make a cut line out of nine, nine out of 10 after event nine of a decathlon when there's 10 events. I was like, dang, dang, fire. So
0: so I'm trying to put some evidence based stuff behind this. Our researcher, Holly Dugan, is rerunning last year's games as if they had this year's cuts and how it would have changed the leaderboard.
1: Man, I know I would have been down on that leaderboard because the events would have been flopped. There was a lot of heavy ones at the end and there were some, the only lighter gymnastics was in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And then um the other thing I wanted to bring up because you were making the point that, you know, everybody works to this point and it's expensive to get there. There are now payouts for all 50, 40 athletes so that, Um so that it matters where you finish, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you don't get to compete the whole weekend, you could be losing opportunities. But this is my this is my big point, and it's only because it backs the things I've been saying forever, and that is do you want to grow CrossFit by making a cool workout? Do you think that's the avenue to grow CrossFit by only having 10 athletes or 20 athletes? Or do you grow CrossFit because people have really cool stories and you should get to know them?
1: Well, I think where we're at is, is definitely the stories. And I think you can put that towards any sport is the, you don't, you you don't watch a sport as intently as you do if you don't. I don't know if I word this right. If you don't know someone, as soon as you know someone, whether it's even a team sport or an individual sport, as soon as you know someone, you're watching that <laughs> sport more intently. Like you're like, you're kind of cheering that person on and you, you want to see how they do. So storylines are a big deal, but I think um, I believe Matt touched on it in, in when we were chatting about it is the first When they did the cuts in 2019, which was the multiple, the big, big cuts that went down to 10 athletes, um, we were like, okay, if you're going to do that, we were like so excited. We were like, maybe they're going to whip out some crazy equipment that they couldn't do with all 40 athletes, and it's going to make this huge, big spectacle, and there wasn't. And then the same thing happens. It's it's history repeating itself. Is I don't think they've done enough to prove that these cuts are worth it. I I don't think so. If anything, if we're weighing out the sports entertainment side of we have to cut the field down to this few athletes because we're about to do something really big. If we're weighing that against the the points factor and how this is how the athlete af- how the having 40 athletes is going to balance out the field and we're going to tr- find the truly, truly the fittest out of the, these 40 athletes that are here. I think they it's, it's so unbalanced and they, I, I, what I ended with on, on my podcast before I threw out, I think I actually, unfortunately I should have left them in there. I'm kind of mad at myself now when, after I posted, I threw out some F bombs on, on the podcast and everything. Cause I was so getting so heated about that. As I was like, these guys better bring it. I believe in the sport. I believe in it. I think it's it's gonna come out to be to to um be some really cool things in this world. Cause you the CrossFit community has the hardest workers in it. I believe it. The hardest workers, the most innovative people, but we just haven't seen it in the games. And it's been sucky. I hope they bring it this year. I hope I hope they figure it out this year.
0: So Here's and I agree with you. I agree there that, that everybody should be featured. Do you watch American Ninja Warrior because of the obstacles? Or do you watch American Ninja Warrior because the farmer from Iowa's wife has cerebral palsy?
1: No. That exactly.
0: You know, i mean? like, <clears throat> and what's happened is because because there are some dominance in the sport of people that win every year. And, and I hate the whole, well, the, the, the tip of the spear is the tip of the spear, whatever that, the you know, Justin won. So it, everything's fine. That's great. But you're good. If you can com- keep promoting the same five people every year, you're not going to grow the sport. You have to expand that mm-hmm. beyond the top five. Mm-hmm. My yeah. only, the only reason I see for a cut is if the broadcast on a national broadcasting company on Sunday for timing reasons needs to be smaller. And at that point to get on national TV, yeah, make the cuts. That is mm-hmm. the only, the only spot where I I think it's justified to make a cut.
1: Uh, I, I agree. So the biggest conflict we've run into over the past few years of CrossFit in general, right. Is trying to figure out where crossfit wants to put its time and its effort on how to grow the sport is it in the community is it truly finding the fittest on earth with programming or is it jumping into sports entertainment and as a as a go sports fan and just a sports fan in general and the fact that i can watch a hot dog eating competition take place and see all of the like all the the graphics that are going into this to make this, this such a niche sport so entertaining and seeing that on so many other sports, I'm like, there is no reason why CrossFit can't figure this out, why these people in CrossFit can't figure this out. And I realize, and, I'm, and it actually kind of makes me excited that you see it from that side too, is if they're leaning a little bit into more of we're going to present this more to the world and and we have to cut down the field to to broadcast this on on national television in a better way that makes sense we're growing the sport and then that's there's that's when you can be okay with okay we're broadcasting the 10 fittest athletes on earth right now we're go- and they're going to put on a show for us but like i said in the past it hasn't proven to be that so <clears throat>
0: So Wad Zombie says, "The cuts better be so they can afford pyrotechnics at the finale."
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Oh my gosh. I'm going to compete at the Torian Pro next year. I can't do that, obviously, yep. but Did you see the entertainment that was happening over there with the fire and the inter- the people that came out and entertained between heats? I was like, "What? Where is this over here?"
0: You are you are in my church preaching my my sermon. Yeah. I, don't know.
1: I was instead.
0: Impressed. Instead, you were in an abandoned Costco in Pasadena, um, <laughs> with sight lines messed up by big poles. Uh, yes. with a sellout crowd, they had a
1: sellout crowd. Such a I huge know.
0: opportunity. I, don't, and,
1: I and that just, was that was cool. That was cool. The vi- the I mean, besides, there was a few weird parts of the venue. Having the 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 sold out crowd there, it was so loud. It was so loud in there. Is
0: awesome yeah so um enough about that i know that <laughs> we could do rants all day long sarah asked earlier about big becca coming back for this year i my question to you is i know you and matt sit down and you make a big plan for the entire year
1: mm-hmm.
0: does that happen after the games has that already happened Um, Are you in a spot where you're just kind of like taking a mental break and just working out for fun?
1: Um, it's, it's, I'm in a weird spot right now. So no, the planning has not happened. And just as much as I need a break from structured programming, Matt needs a break from writing programming all year. So we have not sat down and done that, even though we're both definitely very much thinking about that where My training is right now, and I did, I'm still, I plan on, and I wanted to, um, I talked to him a little bit about, I want to work out in the classes and stretch class workouts. I mean, obviously I change the structure of class workouts or make them heavier or more challenging as I need to. I I scale them how I need to um, throughout more of the year because it's so much fun. And I just love to do that. It keeps it fun and fresh for me. And I'm still adding on additional workouts, additional strength, and everything. But I think right now and for a while after this point, it's I'm going to be in the classes with the community. And then as we get closer, probably after the games, I believe Matt's going to start really structuring out uh, the programming again up to the open, through quarters, and then through the rest of the season. So right now, same volume pretty much same volume that I do, maybe a little bit less, but just unstructured. I kind of just write my own workouts.
0: So have you ever thought about like going to an external person for strength or do you think that you guys have it? You've seen improvement, so I'm not questioning it, but there is a comment here and that's why I asked the question that Sarah Cooper, go visit James Townsend. He will get you jacked. He said,
1: yeah, I mean, Matt and I are not opposed to opening up those doors and actually when he coached Cassidy Lance McOrder, she worked with Dave Durante on his on her gymnastics and she worked with uh Chad Vaughn on her weightlifting. So the cool thing is is Matt actually has a little bit of previous um education and knowledge from them. So we have a, a decent amount in our in our pockets but Hey, who's to say we're definitely not opposed to venturing out. We just don't venture out as much because we're always taking care of the gym too.
0: Yeah. And um, she said, he said it on Savon show, but I, I am sure like every CrossFitter pretty much has a hole, right? And every external coach thinks they have the way to fix it. You have to find the right person that mixes with you.
1: Right, right, and I I love that you bring that up, Scott. Because of course there's there's great coaches all around. There's great coaches all around. But if there's that you don't have, you can't build that bond between coach and athlete. If it's not there, it's not going to work. So that's what that's what scares me about. I see a lot of people that may have might have like a rough year competing, and they just immediately abandon ship and go jump to another coach. I'm just like, whoa did you give, did you give that a chance? And, and maybe they did. And, but now you got to almost like restart when you go to over to a new coach or a new camp, you almost have to restart and learn the vibes and build that relationship. So,
0: yeah. And I want it. No, I am not dogging James Townsend at all. T- James is a friend of mine. Um, I love that dude so much. Um, but every athlete has to find the right match match with them, their personality and what they're
1: doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed.
0: So, so I, I love the fact that you say you want to try to beat, get into more class workouts during the year. Do you think that that is good for your mental aspect? You need that like camaraderie with the, with the class.
1: Yeah. 100%. That's where it starts is, this is it's so fun to one go into class where your coach is leading the warm up and you can just follow along in that warm up and that's what that's what a lot of people that just come in to get their hour of fitness in need is just your coach leading the way and you not having to think about it all on your own and then you get that proper coaching and then you do the workout with a a ton of with all your friends. So mentally yes <laughs> I need it but also and especially since I came back from semifinals, all angry and whatnot, is I jumped right back in the class workouts. And like I, I said, just, just the same way we know it, just the way, same way you can scale down workouts, you can scale up workouts. And that's what usually happens is today. I, I swung a heavier kettlebell and I did burpee chest, to bar pull-ups instead of burpee chin over bar pull-ups. So I do that, but when that happens and I scale up and make those workouts a little bit more challenging, once again, I'm competing against our athletes in the class, just as if I was competing out on the floor in a very healthy way. So when I came back from semifinals, all angry and whatnot, I was racing so hard in the class to the point where I was like, why am I so sore? Because I was pushing intensity that I know I hit intensity when I'm training alone. But we all know there's that magic of being next to your your friends that you just push that extra little that extra little bit.
0: I, and I I think I think there's some magic in that, like you said. Um, and it's funny that you feel the intensity working out in a class more than by yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I have a big question for you now that there's been a major change at the top. Dave Castro is back. Um, He announced in his week in review that he is now running the games. It seems like it's more like he is running the games and there are going to be people below him. Does that factor into how you look at your next year and what you need to train for? Do you think there was a big difference between Dave and Boz?
1: I think, um, I mean no it doesn't change the way i approach it just because everybody every year is so unpredictable <laughs> they're always changing things anyway um i think there was a major difference between there was a, there wasn't enough from boz for us to really appreciate where he was trying to go with it i think and i mean just from the little bit that we did see from him it looked like he was just trying to make it as fancy as possible which means it Meaning that throwing just a thousand new things in there at once and that I don't think that really worked out in that favor. So uh, I don't think it changes our plan just because it's, I don't know what to expect and I just want to be ready for anything, but I'm excited to see what happens from here. I hope we can t- we can really get the roots of CrossFit back in into competition and really do our, do a good job of, start actually trying to solve the the problem we've been in, which is how do we blend competitive with community and grow the sport from an entertainment point of view. So I hope they, his, the team up there has plans for that.
0: I see that you have signed with either an agent or a consultant of some sort.
1: I did. I, ha- I'm now part of a, um, yeah, a fellow. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah, um and th- it, did it, that I mean, just recently it. happen?
1: Yeah, recently. And I am so stubborn. So stubborn. And with all the the stuff that I do on the side, I'm always been knocking down the the door of just do I need someone to kind of steer me in the right direction? Yes, the answer is yes. But I'm also that person that's just like, ah, I'll just do it all on my own. So I finally um, kicked down that door and we'll see where it takes us. I'm excited.
0: Well, I hope that it helps take some things off of your shoulders that you don't have to worry about as much because your, your bandwidth, like, I think I'm doing a lot. And then I look at all the stuff you're putting out and training and games athlete and all that stuff. It's just, it blows my
1: mind. Psychotic. Yeah. So I
0: hope that, that it's a way that you found a way to take something off of you.
1: Uh, That's the goal. That's the goal because I'm, I'm doing a lot and I told them to, I don't want to keep, I don't want to be my, I'm my own worst enemy. Right. And when we have, when you're a hustler like this, you're your own worst enemy of you just start doing all the things and nothing ever actually gets done. So I need that guidance and just be like, Hey, focus on this for a second, focus on this for a second.
0: Yeah. Um so with that like you for I don't I don't even know how to say this. We have been connected for for a year now, right? Like we we interviewed you before semis. We got to follow the the road to the games. Like I feel so connected to you and like so honored to be along for the ride. Yeah. You same. are such you are such a needle mover. Right? Every time we do like a reel of you, like it's six figures on Instagram <laughs> and we don't, we don't get that normally. Like
1: it's, fu- you know, what's funny is I was going back through some tagged content and I was looking for, for something specific this past weekend. I think it was an old video or something. And I ran across those old interviews of at, at semifinals and I just thought they were funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah like those two were near six figures last year. This year, this one is over six figures. It's just crazy. And the fact, and it just echoes my point that people are starving for, for athletes outside the top five people like starving people for like realness, Colton Mertens, people like Carolyn Prevo, like all you guys are such amazing athletes and personalities and people just want to get to know you. And I feel like CrossFit's dropping the ball by not featuring you.
1: Well, I got in just a content point of view after I didn't even watch the new documentary <clears throat> and, but I did get a ton of messages from people and I go, I, I don't have anything to do with this guys. Like I don't, I'm just, disap- I'm just as disappointed as you guys are. Just, I feel like there's so much, this is, CrossFit has so many incredible stories within it, not just from the competitor's point of view, but just from all athletes all over. And the fact that we can't get that out there more is is disappointing. And it's not even the fact that that we can't. It's some reason it's not getting done. And, And you know me, if I think something needs to get done, it needs to get done. So I'm almost like trying with all my platforms, I'm trying to open those doors and just be like, guys, we need to like talk more in the community. There's a lot of amazing people in this community. We need to get it out there more. So I hope, Amen. I think, I think we can do it. There's a lot of good people. It just, the people at the top right now, I think are unorganized.
0: And I don't want to keep running on this, but what somebody says, the games was built on stories and CrossFit has lost their way on that. And just look back at the history of the documentaries, the old road to the games, when you got to know all about an athlete and their journey to the games.
1: Oh, man. I watched and, all that.
0: Right. We all did. And we fell in love with the sport that way. And now you you don't get those in-depth stories of the people you may have not heard of before. And that's mm-hmm. what the road to the games was awesome about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, All that, all but, behind the scenes and everything, too.
0: My last question to you, and so you can get back to your busy day, is you didn't qualify this year. We know you're going to qualify again. I am convinced you're going to qualify again. Do you go back to the games before you qualify again, or is that a not going back until, or because you have partnerships and relationships, are you going to go back to the games?
1: Are you just asking me if I'm going to be there this year?
0: Sure. That you can put it that simply.
1: Well, this year, as of right now, I will not be there. There were, there were toss ups on possibilities being there with just recent um, events that have come through. But I don't know as of right now. I can tell you, no. But next year, I plan on being there on the floor.
0: Well, I knew that part for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Mm-hmm. But until yeah, I- then, I don't know.
0: And the reason that question came to mind is Chelsea Nicholas. uh, She was, she's a master's athlete going this year. She's been crossfitting since 2012, trying to make the games and has never made it and told herself she would never go to the games until she was on the floor. And here it is. Here it is like 11 years later, after all the trying, she's finally made it to the games.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of stories you want and if that it just depends on what motivates you and i i've told many people this there i mean people have asked me they're like are you going to go to the games this year are you going to go to this competition i go i get soup i have so much fomo and get super salty if i'm not on the floor so i don't know if you guys want me there
0: right or or it could be some really cool content about salty rebecca
1: See, now we're talking. Now we're talking. You yeah. make content out of everything, so we we do a lot of things. So that might be, new, <laughs> that, would be new, that would be funny. That would be a
0: new character. Yeah, a new character. for you saw Rebecca, salty Rebecca walking around Rebecca. the games like salty throwing water bottles on the floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there is you guys. There needs to be that character of. Oh, someone said, "Did you see there?" I did a trifecta the beef reels. Some, I got a couple comments saying we need more of the evil Becca character, and I go, I do have an evil side, so maybe Salty Becca is what, what comes out later. So, yeah, you guys have only if, seen Silly if Becca you were going to be Big there,
0: Becca. I would be all in on Salty Rebecca, like just dousing everything around the games. Okay, that food truck sucks, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay if I end up there I mean that that's happening so y'all to get right. ready
0: <laughs> well with that I want to thank you so much for jumping on with me today Rebecca as always. always it's a blast just hanging out with you Um, I know we'll see you back next year and we'll stay in touch through the offseason um, and follow your journey back to the games but with that everybody in the chat thank you so much for participating today and hanging out we love you all with that We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Thanks, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.